That went real dark. See, I'm alive. I'm awake. I'm enthusiastic. I'm alive. I'm, I'm awake. awake. I'm enthusiastic. This is what you be doing with your students. Yeah. I'm bloated. <laughs> I know a teacher. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. Alert, enthusiastic. I'm alive. Oh, I can't get it. I'm alive. Awake. Alert. You mean to throw me off? Okay. I'm alive. I'm awake. Enthusiastic. Okay. I'm alive. Awake. Alert. Enthusiastic. Alive. Awake. Alert. Enthusiastic. Let me see it. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. I'm alive, I'm awake, I'm alert, enthusiastic. I'm alive, awake, alert. I'm alive, I'm alive, awake, alert. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. The other way, so we're going to, I'm alive, awake, alert. Alive, awake, alert. I'm alert, awake, alive. I'm alert, awake, alive. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. Let's go, I'm ready. I'm ready, let's do it. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture. Because the way he's standing right now, he's gonna look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth... Okay. Welcome. Uh-uh. Why are you starting a podcast on such a low energy? It's it's proven that that like more people are into stuff when you start it like that. Who who proved that? I don't have to explain that to you. It's you do. Proven. This is 2018. You gotta have receipts for everything, Marcel. You're just gonna be talking about it's proven. I don't need receipts. Everybody, I get all my receipts emailed to me. Everybody, welcome to my fave podcast. Welcome. See the energy boost. We're my. excited to have y'all here. This is episode seven. I believe it. It no. Yes. This episode it's seven. episode seven. <laughs> I was like, uh, all the episodes are blending together as I like sit and edit. This is episode seven. <laughs> I'm so excited that y'all are here. Me oh too. my God. I really, really am. Thank you for listening to my fave. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about drum roll. Our favorite action. No, it's drama. Oh, my God. I thought it was action. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. We do it again. No, that's standing No, do it again. Do it again. Ken don't know what we're doing. I do. Which means he probably ain't listened to the last episode. I told you I didn't listen to the last episode. Don't try to shade me in public. I told you I didn't listen to the last episode. Oh, you make me sick. Pisces. Okay. All right, tell everybody what the thing is. We're doing our fave drama. Drama. Today. Good We job. love the dramatic scenes, the the movies, the TV, all mm-hmm. of the, the feels. You, you got emotions. You got everything. What were you going to say? I did that on purpose just for a dramatic effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said the wrong title on purpose. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. See how dramatic that was? That was pretty dramatic. <sighs> okay. And anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we love these types of movies and TV. It could be the type to get you crying. It could be the type that just get you in your feelings. Mm. It's all of that. Can I be honest with you, though? Drama is not my favorite genre. Why not? I don't really feel like being serious when I go to the movies or when I watch TV. Like, I want to watch something that causes me to escape. Because everyday real life is full of drama. So it's like, that's not my go-to genre. For some people, it's like, oh my God, I got to go see this movie. I tend to stay away from dramas. We need to unpack that more. I'm, Why? I just told like, you. But the thing is, even though it's, you know, a little traumatic sometimes, there sometimes it is. we have to D- face don't it. Don't skip over that. 
<laughs> don't skip over that <laughs> even though it's a little traumatic sometimes that ladies and gentlemen we're not skipping over that but it's the That's truth exactly really why people don't want to watch drama because it's traumatic it's the <laughs> truth and it's sometimes you got to get into reality and see what's really going on once somebody recommends to me a movie or a show and they go you really gotta watch it it has to come highly recommended and then that kind of motivates me to want to watch it okay got you that but, I, but i'm not gonna just go oh i want to watch this this show it's a drama i'll always go to sci-fi I'll go to fantasy. I go to action. Drama's not gonna be my first go-to. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep you in my thoughts and prayers because I oh. think you just need a little more reality. Why does something have to be wrong with me? I didn't say anything was wrong. I just said your thoughts and prayers. You need a little more. Ladies it's more of a glass half full. Welcome to the episode drama. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you though. How was your week? It was really good. Uh, I had no drama. You just gonna keep that going, huh? I want you to cue for this part. When you do this, I want you to do uh, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> no more drama. Oh, don't start because you know I'm gonna go all the way out with it. Too. Marcellus, y'all have found this new trick where he goes back and puts in music. <laughs> he just be repeating phrases that people say. <laughs> Marcellus is an amazing editor, and let me tell you, every time he finds a new trick, <laughs> y'all gonna Mary get J. it in one episode. He gonna keep doing the same thing. <laughs> But it's awesome, though, to go back and listen to it after production. But my week was good, man. I just had a really, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening. I like to move in silence, if y'all notice why I'm not really giving a lot of details. But things are happening, and I'm excited. Is that why you check in everywhere on Facebook? Yes. That's exactly why I check in everywhere on Facebook. That's how social media should be used. Y'all <laughs> on social media talking so about messy. you mad at people, and you ain't talking to your cousin, you cussing out to people. That, that's... Really, y'all? That's not what social media is for. We're it supposed really to take ain't. pictures of our food. We're supposed to check in places. Can I Come tell you what frustrates, me, what frustrates me is when I see people. If you have, everybody deserves one Facebook rant. At least, at, one. At least everybody one. deserves at one. At least one. Because Facebook is there. At least. But if your go-to thing on Facebook is to rant and to just be in distress about something and everybody that know me know I don't play that. It's like, <laughs> and my granny, my granny calls it what they say on the newspaper today. <laughs> Because that's what Facebook is. It's a newspaper. And if you're on the newspaper going off all the time, you oh, might as well be a... Uh, come on, family members. Y'all can't be airing out a your reporter. drama on Facebook. It's a mess. It's but horrible. Hey. But I, I had a really good week. I had a really good week. That's what about good. you? How was your week? My week was great. I really enjoyed... Uh, I was doing a lot of Lyft. I, I drive for Lyft uh -huh. as well, doing uh -huh. other stuff. Yeah. And I got to meet a lot of people this week. Yeah. A lot of fun people. Yeah. And I met some flight attendants. Oh. And I told them Shout that I have a podcast. And I said I was going to mention them. Uh -huh. And I said I was going to mention everything but the uh, airline they work for. And they were like, perfect. Oh, my god! <laughs> and it was so hilarious. I had a What's great time What's their names? With them. Do you know their names? No, I'm not saying their names either. But we had a great time. Oh, they had me laughing. flight attendants. They told me so many things about flight attending and, like, little, like, background stuff. Can I tell you my story about flight attending? Go ahead. So I was really um, on a whim. I just decided to apply to be a flight attendant. Okay. Got from got uh, a reply asking me to do a video. I did a video, got a reply saying they want to do a phone interview, uh -huh. got the phone interview, and then they were like, listen, we want to fly you down to Atlanta. This was for Delta. So oh. you can do the group interview. I was super excited. On the same day that I was scheduled to have my group interview, I got an invitation to perform at DreamWorks for their comedy showcase. Oh, choices. And I chose DreamWorks Comedy oh, Showcase. Wow. 
I tried to reschedule my Delta. They were like, nope. And they said no. <laughs> and they had said, like, in big, bold letters, we will not reschedule because of the volume of people that we have coming. And so I tried to come up with an excuse that I thought was valid, and they were still like, no. Doesn't it always seem like the stuff you want to do is always, like, always hits right when something else is supposed to happen? I had never given any thought to being a flight attendant until it started to become a reality. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Because for me, the ultimate thing I love is traveling. Yeah. So the idea that I would get paid to travel and just meet people would be amazing. But I guess it wasn't meant to be. Mm. So I'm excited. We'll have to see how this entertainment thing works out. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I'm always glad to hear on, on My Faith Monday that you're doing good. I'm always glad to hear that you're doing all right. Even though I wish bad for you, it's good to know you're doing good. Do you go to church? <laughs> I have my own church. You all are welcome oh, to come. Oh, no. That's the worst <laughs> it's called thing. That pray is Against the Them Hoes. <laughs> pray Against Them Hoes ministry? Yes. I've seen y'all on Crenshaw. Y'all all a mess. <laughs> Every last one of them was a mess. Somebody had to run in their stockings. Our offering plates are platinum. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have something fun happening again today we did it in the episode before and let me tell you we had such a good time i do believe yeah and i've heard some uh listeners tell us that it was hilarious mm -hmm. so we've got to do it again yeah. we've got none other than your brother brandon brown himself on oh, the mic again producer brandon what's good everybody it's good to be on the mic he's back yes and we're having that wonderful game what is it again Hot seat. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, you guys. I'm so ready this time. If this you time. don't remember the rules, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I'm going to ask them fast. I'm going to ask them quick. And I want you to come up with the first answer that comes off the top of your head. Okay. All right. All right. So try not to think too hard. Let's just get a gut reaction. Oh, I get nervous. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let we me ready. Let me sip of coffee. Ouch on my neck. Oh, before we go, I okay. meant to say, y'all, okay. Ken hurt his neck, and he can't turn, and he got to use his whole body to turn. It's the funniest thing uh, in the world. He's straight up doing the Batman style, <laughs> Michael Keaton Batman style. He keeps trying to do everything I his whole really body turn. don't understand why there is no love in the black community. I do love you. Nobody That's why I talk about you. supporting me. <laughs> nobody in this room is supporting me. That's how I show my support. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, God. If you had one hour to live, you would spend it doing what? I'm sorry, what'd you say? If you had one hour to live, you would spend it doing what? Eating. Uh, yes, I was going to say Korean barbecue. Okay, favorite ice cream flavor? Butter pecan. Strawberry. Favorite award show? Oscars. Emmys. Hard candy or soft candy? Hard candy. Soft. Favorite 90s R&B singer? Ooh, favorite uh, R&B. Brandy? Aaliyah. Ooh. Oh, wasn't there some feuding going on there, or was it just like all audience feuding? No, that was they just Brandy came out the and same Monica. Time. Brandy and Monica. Brandy, was Monica, the, Leah, you know, they came out of feud, but yeah. they loved each other. Oh, favorite boy band? Backstreet uh, Boys. Okay, more feuding. Favorite South Park character? Cartman. Kyle. Kenny. God, I couldn't get his name right. <laughs> <laughs> I said there was a Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> favorite state you visited? Oh, favorite state that I visited? New York. I have to be honest with you. It's been a while. I, okay, you're supposed to be on top of your head. Uh, Favorite lunchbox snack? Oh, I didn't get a chance to answer. Twinkies. Pop I used to love when my mama put Twinkies in a lunch pill box. Favorite African country? South Ghana. Africa. I've been to Ghana. I still want to answer the state. Favorite way to die? Ooh, in Eating. my sleep. <laughs> Marcellus, there's a theme here. <laughs> there's a theme. Don't judge me. Okay, favorite way to die that's not... Pleasurable? Oh, you just trying you, to be evil. You can't eat and you can't sleep. Oh, favorite way to die that's not pleasurable. Um, I think if I'm being strangled, 
I don't know if I actually because have a favorite way like to I die, but back. I'm going to go with fight back. Uh, favorite video freezing game. Freezing to death? Freezing to death. Favorite I, video game? Ooh. Oh. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Wolfenstein. Good job. Nice. Deep cut. Deep cut. Favorite wild animal you'd like as a pet? A uh, saber two tiger. A jackal. Oh, I don't think saber two tiger exists. <laughs> no, they don't. Saber two tiger. Okay. They don't exist. <laughs> okay. I want a white. I want a white tiger with the black stripes. Okay. All right, Kenneth, I'll go given, and Roy, given your last me. two questions, you should be ready for this. Favorite color, Power Ranger? Ooh. Um, white. Red. White Ranger, Red Ranger. Feuding, forever feuding. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Like Favorite fast food restaurant? <laughs> McDonald's. Fast food? Um, um, Wendy's. Chick-fil-A. Wendy's was your first answer. So yeah, Wendy's it forever <laughs> will be. Six inch or foot long? <laughs> foot long. <laughs> I just want six inch. I'm not going to be greedy. Favorite TV sitcom? They got five dollar foot long. <laughs> Favorite TV sitcom? Oh my God, why is this jump in my head? Give me a break with you Neil said Carter. TV sitcom? <laughs> Favorite TV sitcom? <laughs> um, Give me a break. <laughs> oh, it's too much. Martin. Let's go. Wow, really? Okay. After oh, going, girls, huh? Favorite instrument? I, I couldn't think. God. Can't say it. Can't say it. Too late now. Favorite instrument? Trumpet. Clarinet? Okay. I don't know why. I'm honestly surprised. Because you said the first thing that popped in my mind. But it's supposed to connect to you, not just the first word. No, y'all said first. Brandon was really hard last time we did this. And he was like, the first thing no, coming in your you mind. still did it wrong. What? Okay. What's your favorite age? My favorite age mm-hmm. is 25. Ooh, my favorite age is, uh, yeah, 25. I don't know why, but I just like 25, I guess. Yeah. Okay. That was an intense hot seat. Thank you. This is hot seat. Uh, Producer Brandon. Thank you. You never fail to deliver. Good night, Charlotte. I'm out of here. Light the camera action. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to my fade. I'm trying to be dramatic. I wish y'all could see Marcella. Sometimes I feel like we need to do a video of our podcast. One of my friends asked me, he was like, y'all should do a video. Because people just need to see the shenanigans that goes on. uh, I'm going to try to make my goal. Okay, my goal is to try to make Kenneth laugh because Kenneth is really hard to break. And everybody tries to do it. He'll make me laugh and stuff. But Michael Anastasia, if you're listening, (laughs) I'm still waiting for you to make me break. I'm going to try to make him laugh, but I probably end up making myself laugh. And just so you know, when we do our little commercials, I'm always in the background laughing, trying not we to. We got to do different takes because Mar- <laughs> we got to do multiple that. takes from our commercials. Do y'all like our commercials? Oh, my God, my neck. Because Ken is a fo- Oh, let's pray for your neck. Y'all, every time I move my neck to the right, it's just weird how you like, Oh, Ken, it's a fly behind you. I'm- That's evil. <laughs> That's very <laughs> evil. Oh, and you go to church. Anyway, Ken, I want to get into your mind. And I want to figure out that sounded really weird. Ken, let's get into your mind and let's figure out what your movie choice for drama is. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. First of all, y'all, y'all know I be going way back into the um, vault with these movies. Yes, you do. And I think it has a lot to do with our age difference, which I think is actually good for our audience. It is very good. Because um, I'm just four years older than Marcellus. And what happens is I tend to see other movies that... Uh, four score and two? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 11 years older than him. That's right. I'm going to own it. Uh-huh. And I can still kick. 
<laughs> okay. Um. So I love this. Uh, this movie and it's a drama and Marcellus here's how I know if this is a my fave because if I own the film got you or sometimes I don't own it and this one I don't particularly own but I was really glad good will hunting oh good will hunting is my favorite drama that is amazing I like good will hunting came out in 1997 yeah. I was still young and supple Okay. I was a senior in high school. I had just graduated. Listen, this movie is dope. Okay. This movie was directed by Gus Van Sant. Uh, it's real quick premise. You have Matt Damon mm-hmm. and you have Ben Affleck That's and good. the amazing Robin Williams. Oh, he, he was so good in that uh, movie. So Matt Damon plays this uh, kid who goes to MIT. Nope. He's the janitor. All he does is clean up at MIT. Mm. However, he's like a mathematical genius. Okay. And um, Ben Affleck plays his childhood friend. Robin Williams plays a psychologist who kind of helps him deal with some um, childhood issues to kind of get him back on the right track. There is a math problem that is up on the board. While Matt Damon's character is just like waxing the floors, he solves the problem. The professor catches him, realizes that it's him. The professor is played by uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Do you like uh, the Skarsgårds? I do. You I like do. it. And if you like, uh, what was the vampire? He played Eric the vampire. Uh, and True Blood. And True Blood. Yes. Then you're going to like that's their daddy. Oh, okay. Stellan Skarsgård. That whole family just did That whole family. That's what happened when you can make it in Hollywood when your mom and daddy's an actor. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he plays the professor, and he realizes that he has some like psychological issues, some anger issues. He has an issue trusting people. Okay. And that's when he calls in a friend, Robin Williams' character, who plays a psychologist. And he says, listen, you got to go see these sessions. You got to go to these sessions. And that's how the movie begins to unfold. We have Minnie Driver, who plays his girlfriend, Skylar. Uh-huh. She's introduced in the film as well. And um, I just need y'all to know, for those of you who have not seen this film, it is one of those dramas that really explores the complexity of what it's like to go through pain. Mm-hmm. The pain of not just physical pain, but the pain of like growing having these times in life where you have to mature okay. and go from one place to the next. That's a good drama. And you have Matt Damon's character who is really kind of forced to deal with himself because he was abused as a child. Oh. And so he has a lot of um, fear of connecting to people and he doesn't want to open up to anybody. In That's the movie, true. he's only connected to his best friend played by Ben Affleck. Mm. We do see him start to... Are they you know, best friends in real life or something? They are. I, listen, I'm going to get to that. Oh, you okay. know I ain't forgot about this. Oh, this, okay. this was, I just kind of want to unpack this for you. Go ahead. Do you have any questions for me so far? Uh, actually, I do have a question, and it, it goes with the whole thing. But just in general, like, even before you finish, what just really makes a good drama for you? Like, because this movie is one, like, what makes it so Ooh, good? that's a really good question. I think what makes a really good drama is having these characters who go on this journey i think when it comes to like movies we're always looking for this arc Mm -hmm. and so you know in in what way how does the character change and develop and so i think they did this very well and i'm gonna tell you what else the writing is phenomenal ben affleck and matt damon wrote this oh yeah this is an original uh made for movie it's like it's it wasn't an adapted screenplay from a book they wrote it to be a movie to be a movie so 
what makes a good drama is good writing mm-hmm. and good acting. Very good acting. So let me tell you some stuff about this movie and how it got made. You got to remember, y'all, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in 1997 were unknowns, okay? Matt Damon um, was kind of put on the map because Matt Damon was cast as the Rainmaker in Francis Ford Coppola's movie. Okay. So that kind of gives him a little status. Matt Damon is going to college, and he's writing – I think Harvard, he's writing a paper and it's like a drama project about like a scene. And this scene turns into the movie Goodwill Hunting. So it started out as a homework assignment. He gets together with Ben Affleck and they've been working on this thing for like four years now. And then it becomes a movie. It becomes a movie. That's amazing. You got Ben Affleck who's doing Chasing Amy. Ben Affleck and then we're trying to get this movie. Rob Reiner's production company, Castle Rock, gets the movie. And they're like, oh, my God, mm, we really don't want to do with this. Because in the original plot of this movie, they had this whole angle where Matt Damon's character was supposed to be trying to be recruited by the government. Um, so Rob Reiner was like, take that subplot out. This whole idea of him trying to be recruited by the government is taken away from the story. Away, gotcha. So I'm sitting here like reading all this stuff. I and I'm like, do that when you it's like all down. these organic you know, changes that the script has to take place. Uh-huh. Now, they already got it with Castle Rock, but Rob Reiner's production company and stuff, they're, getting it, they're looking at it and they're not really sure what they want to do with it mm-hmm. then finally ben affleck comes and he's like listen kevin smith is on chasing amy right that whole movie kevin smith has already kind of made a name for himself with silent bob and all james silent bob yeah 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 so he then and y'all this is where it gets a little icky but i gotta say his name miramax harvey weinstein <gasps> i know Ooh. I know, I know. He's a, I know, I know, I know, and I'm, and I'm like, ugh. But he's a part of the story. So, um, Kevin Smith gives the script to Harvey Weinstein. Now, here's the crazy thing about this, uh, about this script. He says, uh, both um, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It's this whole story called Page Sixty. In Page Sixty of the script, they put a sex scene between their two lead characters. Okay. And they did that because they wanted to see who was really reading the script. So as they were passing around their script to everybody, if you didn't come back and like ask a question, because this is a random sex scene that just shows up on page 60. Nobody mentioned, nobody mentioned the sex scene except for Harvey Weinstein. Mm. And this is a little weird, right? So they're reading the script and then he, he like he meets with them. He goes, you guys, I love the script. I think it's great. But I just got a question. They go, what's that? What's up with this random sex scene on page 60? That's why they went with uh, Miramax because they knew that he had read the whole script. So another reason why the movie got made is because Robin Williams signed on. Let me tell you something. This is how that happened. So Francis Ford Coppola passes on the script to Robin Williams. Robin Williams was like, this script was amazing. Who are these guys? Because they have no name. And so he wants to do the film just based off of the script about how good the writing was. They wanted other people. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck originally wanted Morgan Freeman or Robert De Niro to play the role of the psychologist. That's kind of who they had in mind when they were writing it. But Robin Williams ends up getting it. I mean, it's just like this crazy story because you and I are both in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and the idea that it's just like six degrees of separation. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? One person that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. It's all, it's all about I knowing mean, somebody. I'm still <laughs> amazed that, you know, you, you can write a product like that and then you got to get it just to Castle Rock, right? Yeah, just to get it to, to get Rob Reiner's point. Rob Reiner gives you his feedback and he's like, do this, change that. 
then it ends up at Harvey Weinstein because of Kevin Smith, because you're working on a movie with him. Then Robin Williams signs on. It's just... Speaking about scripts, like, I didn't realize that. I took some courses in screenwriting, uh-huh. and I didn't realize the 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 amount of editing that goes into it. Mm-hmm. You write something, it's your, your child, mm-hmm. your baby, let's say, and then next thing you know, you show it to the producer, mm-hmm. you show it to uh, the editor, you show it to the director, whatever. And it's just constantly getting changed. And now, right. you know, every time they change the color of the script, it's a new right. revision. Right, it's a whole new version. And it's just, it gets changed. Everything. I, just I over love and over, this whole process. It, you get gold. Right. You know? I, there was another fun fact about this film. Um, you have Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're on set, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine it. Like, everyone's there. They're on set. The film is being made. And they see Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård saying their lines that they wrote verbatim and both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck start crying because for them it had been four years of the ma- in the making and now you like see like oh my god we have Robin Williams and Stillings, who are both amazing actors in their own right both of them um Academy Award nominated people I, I don't know I for me I'm sitting here and I'm researching and finding all these facts and I'm like that that's pretty amazing, you know. How about we're talking about drama and the drama of the movie, but the drama of getting the movie made. Yeah, that's So <laughs> while you're talking about the drama and that's unfolding on the pages, all of this stuff is like going on behind the scenes just to get the movie to where it is now. Wow. I mean, it's that's just crazy. a phenomenon. How about this? The movie goes on in 1998 to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Wins. Matt Damon is nominated for Best Actor. This is the first movie they made. The first. First. So not only are you out the gate, and all while this is happening, Matt Damon's only 26. What was you doing at 26? What was I doing at 26? I can't say on this podcast. <laughs> but I will say, what was the scene? Um... I think Robin Williams. Well, they're on that bench. Oh, and Robin Williams just Boston gets, Park bench. He just Boston Park. In, it's Boston Garden Park bench. And I remember watching everything was shot like, in Boston. Right, like that's, they grew up in Boston. So if you know this, if y'all Matt Damon fans and Ben Affleck fans, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Boston because that's where they're from. Ben Affleck goes on and he does another movie uh, that he directs and kind of co-writes called The Town. Anyway, that bench that you mentioned. Uh-huh. So they're on the set doing that bench, doing that scene on the bench. Yeah. There are 3,000 people watching them. Really? Because Robin Williams, someone spotted that it was Robin Williams. All these people came over. Listen, I just burped in the mic. I'm sorry. Let oh, me tell y'all something. Now it smells like Italian sausage. I'm sorry. Listen. Robin Williams is sitting on the bench and everybody gathers around. And so there are 3,000 people watching them do that scene. Because Robin Williams obviously is a huge star. And when they found out that that was him, they're like, oh, let's watch this scene unfold. Another kind of sad moment about this is when Robin Williams passed they kind of found that a lot of people were putting flowers and stuff on that bench it kind of became a memorial Mm -hmm. in a way isn't that crazy I got a question for you ask me right now you got to think on the spot okay you have a script it's going to be nominated it's going to be all these things it's going to be amazing but right now you got to make up the premise what is the premise of your award-winning script about this black boy uh, who lived his whole life in church, but he was secretly homosexual. Ooh, that's deep. 
Don't play with Somebody me. Somebody gonna watch that one. Don't play with me. Somebody gonna watch How that one. How many black men all across America are all the, se- hiding a <laughs> secret? All the church people gonna be like, we ain't gonna see that. Gonna be right in there with like <laughs> glasses right on in and scarf. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I think it speaks to the idea that you grow up wanting to be what everybody thinks that you should be. Oh, but exactly. But in, in, in the whole scream of thing in the scheme of things you're you're dealing with who you really are right and how do you and the pressure of the pressure of people like your mm-hmm. your superiors mm-hmm. and things like that yeah that's deep not to mention the layer of how african-americans see homosexuality right you oh know, for very sure conservative group you know i was uh, talking period. to a group of i was oh, so funny i was talking to people mm-hmm. group of people in class about that we sexuality came up mm-hmm. and we talked about things and i was like well it's different it's a little different in mm-hmm. the black community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like there is more that you can, quote unquote, get away with mm-hmm. in different cultures without the label mm-hmm. and then the backlash from the community. Of Whereas course. when you get into the black um, African-American community, mm-hmm. it's just soon as one, everything's hyper masculine am i uh am i saying that right yeah you're right you're right as soon as you got one thing that ain't considered masculine right you gay throw your whole life in the trash right because that's exactly how you're seen Uh that's exactly how you're treated so i think that that would be deep that's a move you better keep that don't be trying to steal it from us (laughs) i'm gonna tell y'all the idea it's it's a a toxic masculinity absolutely y'all want to talk about some drama let's talk about the idea that an african-american male in society has to be uh, hyper masculine, mm-hmm. an athlete, and there is no room to explore the spectrum of being able to express himself in a way where Caucasian men are able to express themselves. Whether, like you said, it's how they dress, uh, how they talk, uh, what they're interested in. If you're a black boy in the hood who's interested in doing um, movies and acting and performing arts, and you're not playing basketball, you're not playing football, then you're already suspect. Mm-hmm. You don't have the freedom to explore. Different. You could even simply as soon as you don't want to do in any sports. Oh yeah, that's like yeah. the first check off with families. Right. Oh, you he don't like do sports. Oh, he don't do sports. Make that boy play football. Uh huh. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he must be. He must be sweet. You know what I'm saying? So you know we can just start to unpack that in and of yeah. itself, and you'll find like, oh, okay, all right, that's deep. But See, that's what my script would be about. Drama. Yeah, that would be. My, that's what my script would be about because I really think it would hit to the heart of a lot of people, which I think is why Moonlight did so good because we didn't see ourselves as African-Americans reflected in that. Like, no one really touched the subject matter right. of a coming-of-age story of a young black man who is, at the same time, gay and is attracted to it. It's just phenomenal. So I think Hollywood's hungry for that. I think people are hungry for that. And I think that could definitely get made. So we'll see, y'all. Don't nobody try to steal no ideas off of here. Right. <laughs> I got one more question for you. Sure. Robin Williams, go. Oh, God. Uh, but if you could speak to Senor Robin, mm. what would you say to him? Just with everything encompassed, Miss Doubtfire, all of that, uh, what would you say to him? Robin Williams. Uh, first of all, Robin Williams' character was based off of Matt Damon's mom and Ben Affleck's dad. Okay. The psychologist character. And like I said, Robin Williams signs on to do this role, and he just blew it out of the park. He's a comedian who then comes and does drama just almost effortlessly, right? Robin Williams, one thing I would say to him if I had a chance to sit down and have a conversation with him is 
I would just want to get to know him. I wouldn't want to talk about anything having to do with acting. Just get to know him. I just would want him to share with me what he would want to share with me about, what he would want to talk to me about. Because I feel like everything about his acting, we see it because he leaves nothing behind. He leaves right. it all on the stage. So I don't really ask him about acting. Well, what do you do this? And how did you pull this character? How did you do Aladdin? How do you get ready Mm-mm. for a scene? None of that I need to know. I just want to know about who he is when he wasn't the actor. I would like to know who Robin Williams was when he wasn't performing, when the lights weren't on. That's that's the conversation I would want to have with Robin Williams. So you wouldn't slip him a headshot? <laughs> 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 well, Robin, before I go, <laughs> here's my number. <laughs> I got okay. a I got an idea for uh for uh for Mark and Mindy in the hood. Right. Um. No, I I I think that um. Robin Williams is one of our greats. Uh, his physical comedy, he was his hilarious. Ability to be so quick. Remember it, Flubber? Ah, oh, I remember Flubber. Oh, I remember Flubber. I don't think there's anything Robin Williams did where I was just like, uh, Robin Williams is just one of those people that's just a once in a lifetime genius. He had a super small role in uh, Tu Wong Fu, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even as a kid, I knew that movie. Here, here goes John Jacob Jingle Hyper Smith, the money man, the man who knows everything about cars. And he just kept <laughs> using this like Spanish accent and everything. Right. I, he was so funny. He's, he's, Robin Williams is just brilliant. It's just one of those people who I, I can't stop talking about. Uh, this whole movie, we haven't given a lot to um, everything. It's just one of those things where you guys go see Goodwill Hunting if you haven't seen it. The movie is phenomenal. This movie is the definition of what a drama is. Mm-hmm. Our characters grow, they learn. They become better versions of themselves. It's good. That's good stuff. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, Marcellus is going to share his favorite dramatic TV series. I might. Hello. Welcome to ASMR Rest and Relaxation Radio, where we relax you with soothing sounds. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm your co-host, Virgil. How you doing, Virgil? I'm good. We want to invite everybody to listen to relaxing, rest and relaxation sounds. Up first, we have some cranberries. I love cranberries. Chew these cranberries and you can relax. Hey, Virgil, I just want you not to avoid that. I was at your wild the other day. What do you mean to avoid on? Virgil, shh. Virgil, stop it. No, I ain't stopping nothing. Virgil. 
how you accidentally put your penis in somebody's vagina. Virgil. That ain't nothing you can do accidentally. We got listen, listen. I got to get up out of here. Let me Virgil, call Noreen. Got to call her. Virgil. Dang it. You oh want to see God, me Virgil, soothingly walk out this studio oh and soothingly close this door. He's so immature. Oh, my God. Well, show must go on. Listen, make sure you listen to Rest and Relaxation Radio. We're going to have some more episodes. Um, yeah, the show must go on. I took another $20, too. He don't even know. See y'all later. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. If you're just tuning in, this is my fave podcast where we talk about all things movie and television. Uh, Marcellus is our TV guy, and I'm Kim, and I'm our movie guy. And if we didn't say that before, we want to let you know now. And up next is Marcellus. Marcellus, I got a question for you. What's your favorite dramatic television series? Oh my god! I've been waiting all episode for you to ask me this. Come on now. I I'm gonna tell you I am very I I was very conflicted because it was two I really wanted. Yeah, to he do. was. Yeah, he ran into the room was like I don't know which one. I was like, it's between these two. Oh my God! I was like, yeah, but I finally picked, and I, I'm alright with it. Okay. My fave dramatic television series is none other than drumroll Queen Sugar. Oh, that's drama on top of drama. That is a classic drama. It's just drama. Man, what a good pick. Um, here's okay. the deal. Okay, yes, let's Queen unpack this. Queen Sugar is produced by Ava DuVernay. Duvernay. Right? I don't know. Duvernay. 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 I always say her name wrong. Duvernay. 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 I love her, by the way. Duvernay. Oh, God, I wish I could meet her. I had the opportunity to meet her. Oh, let me tell you, because I'm still bitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> At school, I had an opportunity. They set up this thing, whatever. You can meet every Duvernay. She'll give you a thing, because, you know, I went for production and all that other right, stuff. Right, right. We were going to be able to meet her. Then all of a sudden, at the bottom, it said, ages 18 to 25. I'm sorry, what? Do you know how mad I was? No, no, no. Let's back. I need to unpack that. Well, Where's I'm not going to act like it came out of nowhere. It was at the bottom of the thing, and I didn't read it all the way. But still. No, that doesn't. I'm not upset about the location of the age, sexist Ages 18 law. to 25. Are you a student at what school? I'm not a student anywhere. No, no, I'm saying at that point. I was at Dominguez Hills. And what was your major? My major was media studies. So you couldn't go because you had... Because that specific opportunity was for students ages 18 to 25. Was she, was it she like speaking? It was her speaking and then you're able to sit, kind of like a panel situation. Right. And you're able to whatever, but at the end you're able to kind of have a mixer with people that was there or something So you weren't too old to pay your tuition. Listen, but you were too I old can't, to go to the workshop. I can't fight whatever situation was made for that, but that specific opportunity was ages 18 to 20. Whoever is listening to this podcast, this is very ageist. <laughs> I just want y'all to know because I'm anyway, upset. Anyway. All right, but anyway, back to your amazing show. Ava DuVernay and Oprah. They produced All this. right, Auntie Oprah. And it was adapted from a book. Okay. Um, oh, a young lady by Natalie, by the name Natalie, I think it's Basil. Okay, okay. She wrote the book, uh-huh. I think back like in 99 or something. Mm-hmm. Like and basically, this came from that. I think Oprah read it and it turned into a book. <laughs> but, you know, she loved to read. <laughs> Thank you, Oprah. <laughs> but can I tell you this? Listen to me. This show, I already knew the show was going to be drama. Okay. And like you said before, I kind of, I, I don't want to say drama is my favorite, 
I kind of sometimes would pick other stuff. Okay. But okay. if something's going to be good, I'm going to watch it. Okay. And I saw previews and everything else about Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. And I definitely saw Rutina Wesley, who plays Nova. Mm-hmm. And she was in mm-hmm. True Blood. Yes. And I love that woman. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, what's she in so now? Cool. I love so how cool. she acts because all her veins pop out her face when she. Right. And she does right. thing with her face and her eyes be moving. I'm like, oh, she in it. You right. Know? Anyway, when I saw her, I was just like, okay, let me figure out what this is about. Mm-hmm. Then it was about like a farm and some other stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Right, right. I watched that pilot episode, hooked. It got hooked you. It ever got you. since. So essentially, it's about three siblings. Mm-hmm. You got Nova, Charlie, Ralph Angel. Mm-hmm. Charlie is played by Don Gardner. Mm-hmm. Ralph Angel is played by Kofi C. I don't know how to say his name. The Chocolate <laughs> Man. Yeah, real handsome guy. I know who you're talking about Kofi. Flawless complexion. Oh yeah, Sophie, the guy from Girls Trip. Remember? Yes, yes. I was trying to figure yes, out how to connect. Those, yes, yeah, absolutely. Other stuff he was from. Yeah. If y'all saw Girls Trip, we all know he was amazing. Anyway, so they're siblings, mm-hmm. and essentially their father has a farm, uh-huh. and he passes away. Mm-hmm. He leaves it to them, mm-hmm. and it's just the the clash. You mm-hmm. can I don't think you can find three separate siblings anywhere else. Like they almost have nothing in common, right? And right. it's just everything. Ooh, that's a good just, point, Marcellus. Everything just goes wrong, and I'm gonna explain it to you a little bit. So okay. you got uh, Nova. Mm-hmm. Who I said is Rutina Wesley. She's that Black Lives Matter kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. She's pro black, pro black, pro black. Mm-hmm. But you see from the beginning of the season, so this ain't even a spoiler. You see from the beginning of the season that she's having a little struggle because for her to be so hotep, <laughs> she's struggling with sneaking and sleeping with white men. Oh. Then you got. All right, observations. Yeah. Then you got Charlie. Uh-huh. And Charlie is. The bougie one. Mm-hmm. She's the one who has a different mom. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's mixed. Mm-hmm. She's the one who moved away, married a basketball player, mm-hmm. lives in L.A. making buku money. Mm-hmm. And her son, everything. It's like she's that. She's the one that's quote unquote about her business kind of situation. Okay. okay. Then you got Ralph Angel, who essentially is the ex-con. Okay. The the one who got almost his like life the black sheep around. of the family. Yeah, but okay. he's trying to really do better and he okay. has a son. Uh-huh. And it, it's just you have all those things and each of them have has their own way of reaching out for help. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get some help, some attention, mm-hmm. but they all have this the one thing I will say they have in common is they all have this pride to them that uh, I think that that's that that line through the bloodline that connects them is okay. like you can see when that pride kicks in in every episode mm-hmm. in all three of them. And it's amazing. But the reason why I really love the show so much is because all of the actors and actresses in there, I feel like nobody was a, a wrong pick. Right. You know, nobody was like, they got the casting right on this one. Perfect. Everybody oh. fits everything so perfectly. You got Violet, who's the auntie. She's played by Tina Lifford. Ooh, I love her. That character. lady can act her ass off. Oh, and she holds that family together just mm-hmm. by being, you know, the the aunt. And every episode is dramatic. That's why it's a drama. Every right. episode is like, oh, right. God. Right. And I just will say for anybody, and I'm going to try to say this without saying spoilers, watch the, the first season. But the end of the first season will be alone. The end of the first season alone will make you want to watch just stick to I the I need to get back show. to it because 
for everybody that's listening, Marcellus made me watch this. And I was like, again, I was like reluctant. I was like, ah, oh, Marcellus, I don't want to see nothing about no drama, no black people. I could just go to a family function if I want to see Queen Sugar. And they got it on the screen and, for you. And, and listen, he was right. I got hooked with that first episode. I think I only, I, but I made it to like episode five, Marcellus. Mm-hmm. And then it just got to be too deep. I was like, oh, I got to stop. Cause like I couldn't binge it because it yeah. was it's a drama series. It's, a drama it's heavy. So good, the subject though. matter is deep, and so I stopped. So don't spoil the end of the season one because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get. I'm back not. Into all it. I'm gonna tell you is you gotta watch it. Okay. I'm not gonna tell you what okay. happens, but it'll you gotta watch it. Okay. And then you got Bianca Lawson, mm-hmm. who plays Darla, and do you know? To me, I think she a vampire. Because <laughs> she, no, I'm serious. She been around forever. She was on. Uh, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Which producer Brandon loves, right? She looks like she's the same age. Yes, and yes. I was gonna say she is now you a stepsister to Beyonce, so she already uh, is a winner in my eyes. Yes, yes. Her birthday is March twentieth, nineteen seventy nine. She's the same age as me, she, but she looks like she's like oh my god. 19. She's she gorgeous. Like she's she is gorgeous. Let me tell y'all something. Black and don't crack. Let me tell you. That so melanin, she, baby. she plays Ralph Angel's girlfriend. Uh-huh. Ralph Angel is a young character. And he, the, the Kofi, mm-hmm. he's 22, 23 in real life. Right. So she's playing this younger character. And you would think they're the same exact age. She's 39, y'all. And she's holding her own with a 22-year-old. Then, of course, you got... Loving it. You got Blue, which is their son. Oh, Ralph Angel and Darla. He's Adorable great he's, he's believable really good. He's very believable. perfect and his name is ethan hutchinson that's who plays him mm-hmm. and then micah mm-hmm. who is charlie's son right his struggles every actor has this thing that they go through that it just develops on right. screen right he comes into his own mm-hmm. and i can't forget davis uh-huh. who is the basketball player right and he's played by timon kyle durant uh-huh. durant yeah uh-huh I cannot just, I can't stress enough that this is an amazing cast. Well done. Well done. And I think that alone is what what gets me into this is because I don't think I ever would feel like I would watch anything about a farm. That Even that, that first thing, uh-huh. it's about people getting a farm. I'm like, right. okay. And But you know, go ahead. But as I really got to watch it, right. I said to myself, wow. You know, this is intense. And then to go into a deeper level, it's a sugarcane farm. Right. That's why I'm like, right. I don't even know nothing about sugarcane. Right. I feel like I'm learning something every time right. I watch it, like how to plant, when to go into harvest and all that <laughs> stuff. Right, right. And I think it's just watching them have to deal each day mm-hmm. with not only the farm, mm-hmm. but their relationship. Because here's another thing. Even though they're siblings, they kind of go through they kind of went through this separationish kind of situation right well I, right. I won't describe too much so okay. people can watch it okay but i immediately connect because that's kind of how it is with me and my siblings uh-huh. i have four siblings uh-huh. and though we are close and i know them i know them my whole life i've seen a lot of other siblings that are much closer than me and my siblings mm-hmm. where they're together all the time mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. whereas my siblings I kind of talked to very, very randomly. Right. So right. it kind of reminded me of that. So mm-hmm. I know how that is sometimes because you know someone's your sibling, but maybe you haven't talked to them in a while. And yeah. It's just like this. It was amazing. It is amazing. And Ava DuVernay is, she's like a goddess. <laughs> she's like, like I think god, she's, a Nubian goddess. I think she's everything Brave. and some more. And of course, we know Oprah is just Oprah. 
Y'all, I first of all, Marcellus, let me ask you this question about this show. Oh, family. Oh, oh, you got a quickening? Yeah. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen love Marcellus. <laughs> he just, just shook with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said, Ooh, oh, my neck. I can't move. I, I can't. I wish y'all could see the pain. That neck is going to get looped through the episode, by the way. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I need you to know this show is about family dynamics. Yeah, definitely. Right? I want you to think about your own family. Mm hmm. And I want you to tell me, could you and your family have a farm? Listen, <laughs> I, I hope my family listen to this because I'm about to just read it off of what it is. <laughs> if you are ever in any family function with the Slade, Kid, Webb, Hankins, that's all our last names. It is nothing but a bunch of chiefs and no Indians <laughs> around because everybody want to tell everybody what to do and ain't nobody listening to nobody. <laughs> I would got, like to listen, say you, right now. You got, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start with four sisters. You got my mom who ain't going to listen to nobody. You got my auntie Valma that'll fight you, but she loves you. Yes. You got my auntie Rosie that you better not say nothing yes. to. It's yes. just, you got my auntie Teresa. She the one that's the same way. It's, I feel like she all of them mixed. Right. But my auntie <laughs> Teresa, so I love you, auntie Teresa. Right. I love everybody, but you got the whole family. Right, right. And if any of us, I'm talking about, let's start with them. If any of them tried to start a farm, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> let us do it. Then you got us and my siblings. It ain't going to work. Because we all going to be like, wait, what? I met Marcellus' family at the family reunion. <laughs> and can I tell y'all, it was nonstop kinetic energy. As soon as I walked into the room, I loved every moment of it. Producer Brandon and I went and we were invited by Marcellus' mom to participate in their family reunion, which was so awesome. We drove to Northern California. Can I tell you, Charles and Rachel were the hosts. Y'all were lovely hosts. If y'all yes. listen to the podcast, we'll give you a shout out. It was amazing to see how their family operated, how they communicated with one another. I I literally was enjoying If you could use the word communicate. We, <laughs> the way my family communicates is we all talk at one time. They all talk at the same time. But here's the crazy thing about Marcella's family. They all talk at the same time, but everybody knows what everybody is saying. Everybody. There's not one word that falls to the ground. <laughs> you hear me? Because we are there are nine conversations going on nosy. across the entire room. <laughs> Rachel and Charles' home was beautiful. It had an open floor plan. And you had people in the living room, you had people in the dining room, you had people in the kitchen, and everybody was talking to everybody. All around the same time, like a big spider web of talking. I always tell people, if you ever want to, if you ever wonder why I am the way I am, you just gotta watch my family in right. action. I talk a lot. Sometimes I talk over people, and I have to pull back. Uh -huh. I have to like stop. I have to uh -huh. think. I have to like just whatever. And it's because in my family, there's no time to pick when do you, you just talk. Right. Because if not, you won't be heard. Right. And right. that's what I love about them. And I, one more story. We went on a cruise uh -huh. and my cousin Rosie, her friend came. Uh -huh. And I remember look, the look on her face was like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> because from the moment we all, because we all were kind of separated until we got to board the cruise uh -huh. and everybody's in one place. Uh -huh. We weren't even boarding the cruise yet. Uh -huh. And we all kind of got into it about how we was going to take a picture outside <laughs> of the cruise. <laughs> We're not even walking across the little bridge to get on the cruise. Oh, We're on the I believe backdrop. it. Oh, I believe it. And and I cannot. So you got my cousin Lamika. Uh huh. And everybody knows Mika is like, I'm gonna get my point across. You gonna hear me. Uh huh. And then you got my other cousins. You got my mom. You got uh -huh. all these people. Hey, sister, at one time, 
trying to speak and uh, add me in too because I'm not gonna give myself no like not no credit. Add me in the mix too. Right. It's just a hot mess. And I remember we did all that. Then we finally got on the cruise, and before we went anywhere, my aunt said, "Well, we gonna pick what we gonna do for the whole cruise first, so we don't have to do this later." And oh. I think everybody wants to go to the rooms. <laughs> and if if an auntie or a mom is saying that's what we gonna do, everybody's like, "Okay, let's do it." We go. It took forever just to pick because we are literally in front of the line at the counter. Like, no, I'm just imagine all of that to oh a final. Okay, cool. That's just how it works. Oh, I love it. I got a question for you. So Marcella. we can't do no farm. It's like, I guess y'all y'all can't do saying. no farm. <laughs> Out of all the siblings on the show. Okay. Which one are you? Out of all the siblings on We the have show. our young man who is kind of like our black chief of the family, ex-con. We have our hotel. I'm going to be honest. Oh, we got bougie. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be a little vulnerable with this one, too. Uh-oh. Now, I'm not no ex-con, depending on how you put it. Okay. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I got something he, I could have said, but God, oh, my he, God. Uh, he's the youngest. Okay. Me being the youngest oh. of my siblings. Okay. And just, uh, I'm the youngest of a lot of people in general, cousins, everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Body tends to put me in this box of oh that's just Marcellus or Marcellus is just so Marcellus don't get it or Marcellus is too young or Marcellus mm-hmm. and they always have then even as I get older it's like oh Marcellus sell it sell it sell it sell it mm-hmm. stop sell it sell it sit down sell it and uh, I'm like I'm about to be 30 years old right like and right. they don't get but it's family so I had to come to a point in my life around 25 where I said I can't take that personal because yeah. you know yeah, that's just my family. They're always gonna see me as Marcellus. Yeah, and they're always one thing I know about my family. As much as we all bicker, anything else, let one let somebody say anything wrong about me, mm-hmm. everybody coming after you. They ride or die, and ride or I, die. that's the same thing I see on the show. Mm-hmm. They have their dysfunction. They mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as soon as something goes wrong, mm-hmm. I remember an episode. I'll just say somebody came to the house, mm-hmm. and let's just say they stepped the wrong way. Mm-hmm. The whole family turned into one unit, and it. it went bad. I love and it. And that is what I love about family, and that's how my family is too. Right. We can do whatever we want with each other, talk, bicker, whatever. But one thing come the wrong way, mm-hmm. you you dealing with us as a whole. Don't mess with the slave. And that's why I think I'm the youngest one because that's how they do him. That yeah. same way. Okay. They give him a lot, a lot of shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. And eventually they say, you know what? You are brother. Right. Right. I... I think this is an amazing pick, Marcellus. You always pick really good shows. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the show that our fans and listeners should know? Um, uh, I really think I gave you... How many? Oh, I do know what I want to say. <gasps> I forgot to say earlier. What is it? It just got renewed for season four in August. Oh, nice. Season four. Because I got a long way to go then because I'm only on season one. You know, most shows just trying to make it past the pilot. You know, I'm about to throw out something that really ain't like facts because I don't know the numbers. Do it. But I was learning that most shows, 80%, I think, mm-hmm. of shows mm-hmm. don't make it past the pilot. They make shows. They make hella shows knowing that only a few will go through because they're trying to get the ones to go through and those are the ones that are going to be gold. But it's like, like you got so many... Sh- like sperm. Okay. You got so many shows a lot going out, that come out. I'm going to get through. You got so many shows that come out with people knowing this show might not make it, but we're going to make it anyway. So you are the show that made it. I'm the show That's that made it. That's what I want you to understand. Wow. There were other shows 
that didn't make it. But when your show mm-hmm. met the executive producer of the What egg, season am I in? You in season 27. I'm in season 20. I'm you? I'm 28, though. You're 28? Mm-hmm. Well, you in season 28. Look at you. Okay. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You better keep swimming. I'm going to keep swimming. That's what I wanted to say. Well, anyway, so we have to go ahead and take a break. <laughs> y'all learn so much here at my fave. <laughs> we'll see y'all in a second. Hi, I'm Ellen Bernstein, and I'm a famous Broadway star here to promote my show. Dolly, dolly, don't. Uh, Ellen, can we just make sure the commercial is short this time? Yes, like Spencer Tracy's dick. Dolly, dolly, don't is a show about a troubled girl who keeps running out into the alley trying to grab men. Dolly, dolly, don't. Dolly, dolly, do. Dolly, dolly, Ellen, not Ellen. me and you. Yeah. First of all, let's try to not say dick. Hmm. Second of all, where is the show? The show is going to be off Broadway, 4427 Hudson Avenue. I remember the street well. It's where me and a couple of people I'll name used to do drugs. Catherine Hepburn, you lush. I remember walking down the street. What are you going to see? A person who can be neat like me. Yes. What time? What time is it? The show is going to be 9 o'clock every Friday. It was the time we always had our Hollywood orgies back in the day. I want a black man uncircumcised. Pull back your hood. Let me see what's good. Ellen. Yes. You cannot say that. Why not? I'm a Hollywood star. I'm Ellen Bernstein. It reminds me of the show I did called Clean Your Clock. Clean your clock. Tickety-tock. What you gonna do with that lock? Where can people buy tickets? You can buy tickets online. It's where I bought a Chinaman one time. Oh, what do you see on the railroad? Guess who back in the house? Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I imagined it in my mind. It it sounded much better in your head, didn't it? That happens to me all the time. Yeah, me all the time. I want to know what your must-watch list is. And if you got any honorable mentions to throw in there, go ahead right now when you do. Okay, y'all, because genres of a drama is not my finger, I don't have any other um, must, uh, like, honorable mentions. Okay. But my must-watch for a drama film that you guys, I just saw recently, I was late to the party, you guys need to watch Milk. Sean Penn blew it out of the water. He played the first openly gay elected official. Oh, okay. And it's based off the life. This is a biopic drama based off of uh, the life of Harvey Milk, uh, who lived in San Francisco and who was able to organize the uh, LGBTQ community in San Francisco to like realize how much power they had. And then they were able to get things done in their community. They had to deal with all type of apathy. They had to deal with all type of risk. They had to deal with, you know, people hating on them and discriminating against them. And Sean Penn won an Academy Award for this movie. It came out in 2008. And guess who was directed by? Who? Gus Van Sant. Oh. The same guy who directed my other uh, movie that I recommended, uh, Good Will Hunting. So I thought that was kind of cool. You always connect stuff. I was Well, I was happy. I didn't realize that Gus had directed Harvey uh, uh, Milk. Uh, Harvey Milk, but Milk. <laughs> but y'all, it was an amazing film. If you have not seen Milk, please do yourself the favor to watch Sean Penn uh, and James Franco. Uh, who plays his lover? A really good film, and Josh Brolin, ah, amazing, 
amazing. Everybody that you see in this film, they all volunteered to be extras for free. Hundreds oh, and really? hundreds of extras. Because there's a lot of protest scenes. And so um, they all volunteered to, to do it for free. Great drama. It's a drama. I'm going to tell you that. I believe it. Uh, Marcellus, what is your uh, must watch? My or Even your honorable mentions. Well, my must watch, I'll start with that, for drama is Shameless. Ooh. Shameless is the show. I, Shameless is That's everything. That's good one. You always pick good ones. I love Shameless. And as you know, Shameless um, was created by Paul Abbott. Uh huh. But he created the British version. A lot of people oh, know that it was adapted from a British version. I had no idea. Yeah. The British version actually was still going on until I think like 2013 or twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. then they created an a English one. Mm-hmm. And it basically is just about a family, mm-hmm. a white family, mm-hmm. that pretty much lives in the ghetto mm-hmm. in Chicago. Okay. But what they really wanted was to show kind of the same thing, like uh, Married with Children, Roseanne kind of thing, mm-hmm. but even lower than that. Uh, so real life. <laughs> got you. Okay. So <laughs> they wanted to, to show that that's uh, kind of where people mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. But the real big spin on it is that it was uh, white folk, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people would think black in that era. And when you think white in that area a lot of people go straight to trailer park mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go past that that is just the low of the low in the south side of chicago wow and it it's an amazing show you have a full cast of people mm-hmm. you have emmy rossum mm-hmm. who plays fiona mm-hmm. uh william h macy mm-hmm. who plays the dad okay and it's just so many other people from there. It's a good cast. And I just found out, this is really random, because mm-hmm. um, I used to get mad because I was like, that little black boy keep changing. And they <laughs> think I'm stupid. They think I'm stupid. Right, right, right. Uh, but it turns out he did change three times Oh, okay. to three different people. But the first two people were actually two sets of twins. But, you know, okay. they do that to keep, because you can only keep children there for, like, what, three hours or something right. like that. So, you know, they do that. But... I just was like, I ain't stupid. I know that they keep on changing him. <laughs> but the reason I think I love the show so much is because it's it, it's really, it just gets into some real situation. It has comedy to it. It has mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. But it gets real, real quick. Right. And it's, it's gone on forever. Oh, another fun thing. Uh, I got to think of his name. The Next Door Neighbor. Uh-huh. I think his name is Steve Howie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Random. I think he's great. I saw him at Equinox one time when I was right walking by. Oh, really? And I wanted to like fan out, but I was like, nope. And I kept walking. And I was like, Dang, I should have said, hey. <laughs> we need to join Equinox. There's a lot of celebrities go they there. They all be at Equinox. They all do. How much is the membership? $900 in a More child? than I got right now. Oh, and nothing. You know what? It was supposed to be. What it was supposed to be? Uh, it was supposed to be on HBO initially. Oh, not Showtime? It went to Showtime. Okay. And I also found out that Emmy Rossum, oh God, is leaving after the next season. Oh. She even had a moment where she got mad. She stopped because she said, why in the hell am I not getting paid as much as William H. Macy? And I'm on the show up, up more, if not. I remember that. And then she put on Twitter and everything. I'm not going back till I get paid. And then she was like, I'll be continuing. So they must have fixed something. I don't but know why now, Hollywood does that. Why wouldn't you want to pay? Like, I get it. If you first start out and you're not as good, you know, or well known, like the um, actors will come onto a show, Mm -hmm. right? And you're like, oh, okay, you're not well known. But once the show starts to get, you know, 
a big following and you're really putting in the work. She's really putting in the work, yeah. right? I think at some point you should be like, okay, there was a salary difference because that's William H. Macy, but now you've proven yourself to be proven just as a dynamic uh, an actor. And Boom. The crazy thing is on the British version, her character isn't, isn't even on there that much. Her character goes to like prison or something or whatever. He's even there. She's like spearheading this show. Well, her and William H. Macy. But anyway, right, right. that's my, that's my, um, that's your uh, must watch. watch. Do you have any and honorable mentions? I have one honorable, honorable mention. mention. My one honorable mention okay. is the uh, true crime series or American crime with O.J. Simpson. But it was the oh yeah with Cuba Gooding Jr. and wasn't Sarah Paulson in there? She She played. Oh my god! I didn't see that. Oh, you gotta watch it. Everybody said it was amazing. Yeah. I'm okay. So I I'm gonna have to tell you, drama has grown on me after this episode, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna really try to watch more dramas as a result of this Mm -hmm. because I know I'm probably missing out on some amazing stories. Yeah. Even though they're depressing. But I'm gonna still give it a chance, and it's, I'm really, and I'm gonna really make sure that I try to dive into this genre a little bit more. Sometimes you need the difference. I know yeah. for me, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to watch a comedy. Yeah, I'm always trying to watch a comedy. Yeah, or I'm trying to watch something animated. Sometimes I need that drama so I can feel like oh, that was deep. You know? Oh, I got a question that just came in my head. What's up? Who do you think? What do you think is harder for an actor to do? Comedy or drama? I'm gonna say. Yeah, I know my answer. What do you think is harder to do? I'm gonna evade the question first, then I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna say it's just harder for people to switch. I think. Okay. But anyway, to answer your question correctly, I probably would say comedy. And the yes! reason the reason I'm gonna say comedy is because it's, um, it takes a lot to do drama, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot to tap in, mm-hmm. be a method actor. You got to really get into all that stuff. You have to. Mm-hmm kind of be a part of the role in your mind right, all this right. other stuff. I lived on the street for three years but comedy is so subjective mm-hmm. that you really have to tap into almost a superpower mm-hmm. when I look at for me personally when I look at comedians and they're funny as hell mm-hmm. I really see them as intelligent I think I said that before in another episode mm-hmm. to me it passes just a talent that's like a brain thing mm-hmm. you pick and choose when to say something funny mm-hmm. and it works for people who left work or mad and mm-hmm. their kids going crazy you've chosen to make somebody laugh and you you could have easily messed up and it wasn't funny mm-hmm. but i think that yeah comedy oh i never agree with you more you never do <laughs> <laughs> i don't but today we're on the same page Praise and let me Lord. tell you that i'm excited about it comedy i feel like is is a lot more difficult to pull off yeah because there's just this timing that you have. And execution. that's why I take back what I said about Key and Peel last time. Okay, because I think I was go. just hating. Here we go. And I didn't do enough research. <laughs> y'all. And I'm sorry, y'all. I think Marcel is doing an episode. And amazing. Didn't like Key and Peel. Said it. He didn't find it funny. And can I tell you, ever since we signed off, he's been regretting that. <laughs> he said, well, what if they listen to the podcast? I think they're funny. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye, y'all. You <laughs> please make sure you go to at 
My Fave Podcast everywhere. Oh, That's M Y F A V E P O D C A S T. You can talk to us, see how we doing. You can check on us, all that good stuff. You can find me, Marcellus underscore Kid, everywhere. Ken, what's yours again? At Ken Brown seven nine. I'm still laughing. And if you love, love, love what you hear, yes. you love us. Yes. Please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and that means you go on itunes you go on google play you press the subscribe button that's right then you will get updates about every time we put up a new episode that's on right. my fave monday then you don't have to go searching for nothing it's gonna be right there you just click it Bloom. so go ahead subscribe like it helps you. us out even more you like the sound <laughs> and also if you're on that itunes or the google play go ahead and give us a review if you like it something was funny you want to say something about it go ahead and say it go ahead and give us a rating we prefer five stars <laughs> that's right <laughs> marcel is also stitcher and itunes stitcher and uh soundcloud soundcloud uh, you can find us on Stitcher. I believe on Stitcher, all you can do is add as a favorite. So you can go to Stitcher, listen to our podcast, add it as a favorite if you use Stitcher for your podcast listening. And lastly, our good old SoundCloud. Now that's home. SoundCloud is the home base. That's right. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, you just go ahead and click follow and you can follow us and you can stay updated. You can hear everything. Episodes will always be up on SoundCloud first, but they only take like not, they don't take a few minutes to get on everything else. So. That's right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all of your follows and all of your clicks. Okay. And you can always talk to us online. All that. We want to hear from you because we love you. Talk to us. We will talk back. We As will. my friend Marcellus. Marcus used to say my old coworker. <laughs> we will talk, talk to me. Back. I'll talk back. But anyway, y'all have a good one. All right. Hasta la pasta. Bye. Bye.